Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of RJ's Pit Stop. It's been a couple weeks. I know we uh, we took some time off. Uh, the, the show as a, as a whole, GM's for Hire. We took a couple weeks off, kind of worked some things out, and uh, we're back. We are back and better than ever. Uh, so RJ's Pit Stop is back and I don't know if we're going to be better than ever, but we'll see. So in this time that we have been gone, there has been three races run. Uh, there was Texas. Uh, where Austin Dillon won. Uh, didn't think I'd be saying that this year. Uh, just, wow. Uh, and he basically destroyed the playoff grid that day at Texas. Um, what that did to the cut line and what it did to those drivers on the bubble, such as Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson, William Byron, his teammate Tyler Reddick, um, what he did at Texas, he threw this whole season and the whole playoff bubble into the spin cycle. Uh, insane, and it's going to make for a very interesting August now, as today, I believe, is the second day, something like that. Austin Dillon won Texas, destroyed the playoff grid. After the race, Brad Keselowski made some comments uh, that I wanted to kind of touch on, uh, how he said, basically, that the NASCAR Cup Series should be invitation only, and you should have proven something along the way somewhere to to, you know, prove your worth that you belong in the Cup Series. I 100% agree with that. This was in response to, what's the kid's name? I think Quinn Half or whatever. He tried to come down pit road when he was like three lanes up and he just came right down just not thinking, not thinking at all. Definitely something that should not be happening in the Cup Series. That's, that's, that's that. Um, I agree. Uh, I do think the Cup Series probably should be invitation only, uh, but I would go one step further. Once you quote-unquote graduate to the Cup Series, you don't need to keep going down to Xfinity and going to trucks and running races because what you are doing by doing that, in my opinion, you are stunting the growth of the future drivers. Uh, you are taking wins away from a Matt Crafton and a Johnny Sauter and a Zane Smith in the trucks. You're taking wins away from a Daniel Hemrick, a Ross Chastain, a Noah Gragson, an Austin Sendrick. Uh, I would say Chase Briscoe, but Chase Briscoe's waxing everybody's ass anyway. You're taking wins away from the guys who are trying to prove themselves and are trying to say, hey, I'm next. I'm coming. Look at me. I'm winning all these races. Somebody come hire me. You're, do, you're, you're, taking, you're taking wins away from them, and I don't like that. Um, really, the biggest you know, problem here is Kyle Busch. Uh, because since Brad Keselowski has made it to the Cup Series, uh, he did go back and run some Busch races in the 22 car for Penske, but he really hasn't done that uh, lately. And that's good. I don't think he should. Uh, I think I would put a cap on it if I was NASCAR. I know why they don't want to do it. You want that star power to be in those lower, you know, level series. Uh, that way you'll sell tickets and people will watch on TV. I understand all that. I, I really do. But how crazy would it be if Mike Trout said, yeah, I'm great. Screw it. I'm going to go down to this AAA team and hit just for the hell of it. No, you don't do that. That's not right. What if LeBron was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm good, but man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go play in the G League tomorrow night. Like, no, 
You don't do that. That does not happen anywhere else. In no other sport do the best get to go beat up the, the little guys. And I don't like the fact that NASCAR has allowed it. I would put a cap, like I was getting to. I would put a cap, I think, three races a year. Kyle Busch, you are only allowed to run three Busch races and three truck races. That's it. The whole season. Uh, and I would say any cup driver, anybody who is going for cup series points, whether that be Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, I don't care who it is, Ryan Blaney, I don't care. Three Busch races and three truck races. That's it. That's all you're allowed to run. Um, anything more than that, you're taking away experience from the people trying to come up next and the people trying to come take your job, honestly. So I agree with Brad. I do think the Cup Series should be invitation only. Uh, I don't know why we have people like, uh, what's his name, Quinn Half. I don't know how Quinn Half ever makes it to the Cup Series. Uh, I guess some cheap team just wanted a cheap driver, and that's that's not good. <laughs> So we're definitely going to have to get rid of that. But that being said, there was only 38 cars that started the race today in New Hampshire. Uh, so I don't think NASCAR is going to do anything about these teams because they want to have a full field. Um, so NASCAR is not going to do anything. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to you, Brad. So whatever. Um, after that, there was a midweek race at Kansas, a Thursday night race. Nothing special. You didn't miss it. If you didn't watch it, you didn't miss anything. Uh, it was Kansas. Kansas is just, just the ultimate boring. I mean, it's not the most boring race. That's Pocono and Sonoma for me. Those two are just absolute trash. But Kansas is just your basic, just mile and a half. Like, yep, nothing special. Kansas Speedway is Iowa Hawkeyes football. It's meat and potatoes. It's not flashy. It's just, yep, it's there. It's decent. It's about a six, you know, Iowa gets to be ranked about number 16, but you're never going to see the high flying, the, you know, speedy receivers and the getting up into the top five in the polls. You're just not going to see that. Kansas Speedway is the Iowa Hawkeyes. Sorry, it's getting close to college football season. <laughs> Starting to come out of me now. <laughs> um,. But yeah, just what well, I think Denny Denny got his fifth win of the season. What else is new? Denny also ran second today at New Hampshire, uh, which brings me to today. Brad Keselowski made some comments about Quinn Hoff a couple weeks ago. Uh, didn't really see much of Quinn Hoff today because Brad was too busy winning. He dominated, led what 170 laps, something like that, something stupid. Uh, he is a championship contender. If you didn't already think he was a championship contender, I don't know why you didn't think that. Uh, he is. He now has three wins on the season to go with Denny and Harvick, who are ahead. We're waiting to see who is going to join Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick because I think, you know, 99% of people would go ahead and pencil in Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick will be in the championship race in Phoenix. Uh, who are going to be the other two that join them? And I think Brad Keselowski, with his performance today especially, is saying, here, here's an ink pen. Write my name in it and that. Um, he, he's he's going to be a force to be reckoned with the rest of the year. But man, as, as, as big of a deal as it was for Brad to go out there and get his third win, uh, and it was a good race today, by the way. Pretty good racing, honestly. New Hampshire, to me, used to be really boring. 
Um, but now, I mean, you had guys going three wide into the corners and coming off the corners three wide. Just great racing. It just, it there was never a dull spot where I was like, damn, this is boring. There was no point in today's race that was like last week's race at Kansas where it was just like, okay, like what's... We got cars driving in circles. Like that's it. That's literally all we got right now. Uh, but not today at New Hampshire. Damn good race. But with all that being said about how good the racing was, and how good of a performance Brad Keselowski put on him, the big story here for me is still the bad luck for Kyle Busch. What was it? Lap eighteen. Guy blows a right front and knocks the wall down. Finishes dead last. I didn't think this was even remotely close to being possible, but here we are on August 2nd. Kyle Busch does not have a win, and he is actually in danger of missing the playoffs. He only has a cushion of about 95 points. Sounds like a lot. It sounds like a ton. Jimmy Johnson does not have a win yet this year, and I just, I have this feeling Jimmy's going to win, and he's going to put himself into the playoffs. And when he does that, the cut line comes up, and Kyle Busch gets closer. And the only people behind him are Matt DiBenedetto, Clint Boyer, and William Byron. Matt DiBenedetto, sneak peek here, or whatever you want to call it, he's going to win one of next week's races at Michigan, I think. That guy just keeps getting closer and closer to getting the Wood Brothers' 100th win. I think he might do it next weekend at Michigan. We got a doubleheader, a race on Saturday and a race on Sunday. I think Matty D might win one of those races, and I would love to see it. Lock the Wood Brothers into the playoffs. Love it. Love that. I'm a big history guy. If you can't tell, some of the old cars I've got up here. I love the history, and the Wood Brothers are the epitome of NASCAR history. Let's put them in the playoffs, and I think Matty D's going to do it. But Kyle Busch... You're going to have to start looking over your shoulder now, bud, because Matt DiBenedetto's coming. Clint Boyer has not been good this year. Just straight up, he hasn't been good. And I don't know that he's going to make the playoffs. He's in contention, but I think William Byron, Tyler Reddick, Jimmy Johnson, those guys are coming. And Kyle, if you don't win a race, <laughs> you're going to be sweating it going into Daytona, which let's not forget the final two races before the playoffs start are the Daytona Road Course, which no one has ever driven a cup car on, and then the real Daytona racetrack the week after, which is an absolute crapshoot, and anybody can win it. And I just have a hunch that Ricky Stenhouse is going to win that race and put himself into the playoffs and just... If Austin Dillon didn't already destroy the playoff bubble, Ricky Stenhouse is going to obliterate it when he wins at Daytona on the Oval, not the road course. The road course, who knows? There's no telling who's going to win that race. Uh, but Kyle Busch, man, I, I am shocked that it is August 2nd. We are only six races to go until the playoffs. Kyle Busch does not have a win. He's sitting, what, 12th in the playoff grid? He's actually in danger of not making the playoffs. He's the defending series champion, and there's a chance he might not make the playoffs. That is mind-blowing to me, and I, I I understand it's a new year. Anything can happen. Anything. I get it, but wow. Kyle Busch, he'll make the playoffs, but damn, what if he doesn't? <laughs> That'd be big. That would be really big. 
couple other things um, that are not pertaining to the actual race today. A couple of days ago, I think it was Fox Sports. Was it Fox Sports? I think it was Fox Sports. They did a poll of the drivers and the current NASCAR drivers, Cup Series drivers. And they voted that Jimmy Johnson is the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. All right. Um, I could probably do a whole episode giving you my top ten. Um, and I piss a lot of people off when I do it. Um, but I don't care. Jimmy Johnson is not the greatest race car driver of all time. I just, I, I don't think you're going to convince me that Jimmy Johnson is the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. You're not going to do it. There is only one king. Richard Petty is the king for a reason. Richard Petty is the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. I feel, I feel like it's crazy that I even have to debate that. Richard Petty won 200 races, won seven championships. He's got seven Daytona 500s. He was NASCAR for 50 years. How is this a debate? I, I really don't understand this. Um, Jimmy Johnson, I'm not trying to take anything away from his seven championships. I'm really not. What he did was absolutely impressive. Jimmy Johnson winning five straight championships in the NASCAR Cup Series might be the most impressive sports feat that I have lived through. Period. Not Michael Phelps's gold medals. Not Usain Bolt. Not what the the Golden State Warriors winning seventy three games. No, 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 no. Jimmy Johnson winning five straight championships in the Cup Series with the competition as high as it is now. That's insane. I don't think we're ever going to see anybody win three straight again. I really don't. Um, I just think you see from year to year how much things change. I just mentioned that Kyle Busch won the championship last year, and now it's August 2nd. He doesn't have a win, let alone a championship contender. Um, I do not think Jimmy Johnson's greatest of all time. Matter of fact, I think he's fourth. I'm going to go fourth, and that's just my opinion today. Uh, tomorrow it could be completely different. I think Richard Petty's the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. I think Jeff Gordon is the second greatest NASCAR driver of all time. That's not just me being biased. I know you see the Jeff Gordon sign back there. I take a lot into account when I measure greatness. I'm not just looking at numbers. I think that's lazy. I think anybody can look at numbers and say, oh, well, this person must be the best. If we're just looking at numbers, Bill Russell's better than Michael Jordan. But anybody who's ever watched basketball will tell you Bill Russell is not better than Michael Jordan. So, I think Jeff Gordon's the second greatest driver of all time. I think David Pearson is the third greatest driver of all time. And then I've got Jimmy Johnson at four and Dale Earnhardt Sr. at five. Um, another problem with that poll, 11% of the drivers said that Kyle Busch was the greatest of all time. I don't know. I I really want the ballots to be made public uh, because whoever that 11% of drivers were, please, 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 please go get your head examined. Um, you are putting the other drivers at risk 
by being on a racetrack driving 190 miles an hour with them. Uh, you are putting lives at risk because you have to have some sort of mental disorder if you think that Kyle Busch is the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. I think I've got him sitting like ninth, ninth or tenth. Um, so uh, anybody that says he's the greatest of all time, I don't, I don't know. Like who, who said that? Like was it Christopher Bell and like maybe William Byron? Like some of them that Kyle Busch paid their way up. Like I, I don't know. Like what? I could do a whole episode about that, but I'm not going to. Final thoughts here before I let y'all go. I don't know if you're still there. Um, the silly season this week has really started to heat up. And there's been a ton of rumors swirling this whole, you know, the past few months. Really, this whole season. And um, this is this is a very interesting free agent class. Uh, it it had Blaney and it had Bowman in it. Both of them have already re-signed with their teams. Uh, but there's still a lot to figure out out here. And really, there's two big dominoes. And they are Brad Keselowski and they are Bubba Wallace. Um, those are going to be the two big dominoes that fall here in NASCAR free agency, the silly season. Brad Keselowski, I think it has it's been rumored for a long time, and I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that Brad Keselowski is going to be in the 48 car uh, driving for Hendrick, Hendrick Motorsports next year. Um, now, that being said, he went out there and dominated today, and he's a championship contender. If that guy wins a championship, there's a 0% chance Roger Penske's letting him leave. So that could change things. I think this is a very very fluid situation. Um, I still kind of think that he will go to the 48 car and he will be at Hendrick Motorsports. Something else that I have heard, though, uh, regarding Hendrick Motorsports is that maybe Alex Bowman is in the 48 car and the 88 team gets shut down and Hendrick Motorsports is only a three-car operation. I am biased. I I met Rick Hendrick in February. The guy, my dad worked for him for years. He's, I guess he's a family friend, kind of. His dad and my dad were really close. Uh, my dad knew Papa Joe really well, painted a lot of cars for him. So Rick Hendrick will always be revered in this house. We will always, that's the man right there. That is, yes. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports is the mecca of NASCAR, in my opinion. Hendrick Motorsports is the New York Yankees. It is the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Lakers. Hendrick Motorsports is the A-team. If you drive for Hendrick Motorsports, you have made it. I don't care if you're Casey Mears, who only won one race, and it was a fuel mileage race at the Coke 600. I don't care. You made it. While you were driving for him, you made it. When the mecca, the mecca of NASCAR, Hendrick Motorsports, can't find enough sponsorship to run four full-time cars, we have a problem. And not just a problem, we have a crisis on our hands. NASCAR keeps jacking the price up and up and up for these race teams to field a car. Today we only had 38 cars start the race at New Hampshire. Why is that? Because NASCAR keeps raising the prices, and a lot of these teams can't afford it. That is pathetic. 
We have seen all these sponsors pull out the last few years, whether it was Lowe's, Home Depot, Dollar General, Nationwide, whoever. All these big-time sponsors have been pulling out. Why? Not because of the lack of exposure, but just because of the money that it costs to put your name on a race car. It's pathetic. It's astronomical. It should not cost this much money to put a car on the racetrack every Sunday. It just shouldn't. There is no sense in it. NASCAR, just they're money-hungry, just greedy-ass people that keep jacking the price up. And if Hendrick Motorsports is only a three-car operation in 2021, the sky is falling. I'm sorry. The sky is absolutely coming down. That is pathetic. Imagine if the New York Yankees said, you know what? Man, we just we just don't have the money to pay you, man. We just we just don't. No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. The Yankees have the money. If they don't pay you, it's because they don't like you. It's not because they can't. Imagine if the Dallas Cowboys said, man, yeah, this, this big stadium, AT&T Stadium, man, it's nice, but man, we just can't afford the rent on it. We're going to have to cut back. No, that's pathetic. Are you kidding me? Imagine if the Los Angeles Lakers said, man, times have been a little tough. We don't, we don't want to go over the luxury tax this year. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. There are certain teams that are iconic in each sport. Hendrick Motorsports is that team for NASCAR. They always have been. Well, not always, but since probably the 90s and definitely all through the 2000s. And they probably will be for a long time. If Hendrick Motorsports cannot find enough sponsorship to field a fourth full-time car, NASCAR, you have a problem, a huge problem. That is absolutely unacceptable. I... <laughs> I can't imagine Hendrick Motorsports being a three-car team. And maybe it's because I was born in 95. I didn't really start watching NASCAR until 2001-ish. And Hendrick Motorsports has always been the four-car team. They've always been the A-team. They've had Jeff Gordon. They've had Jimmy Johnson. They had Dale Jr., Terry Labonte, Ken Schrader, whoever. Daryl Waltrip won a Daytona 500 with them. That's the way it is. Hendrick Motorsports is the A-team. And when the A-team can't find sponsorship for a fourth car, NASCAR, you have a huge problem on your hands, and if you don't get control of it, this thing's going to completely derail the sport. Uh, I'm dead serious, and I don't think I'm overreacting to that. Hopefully, though, hopefully, hopefully, this is nothing, and Brad Keselowski goes and takes that 48 car, and we still have 400 cars, because if not, wow. The other big domino is Bubba Wallace. And it actually came out today, a couple hours, well, not even a couple hours, right before the race today, that Richard Petty Motorsports had offered Bubba Wallace another contract, a contract for next year that included a stake in the ownership of the team. <clears throat> I read that. <laughs> I read that and I was like, wait a minute, what? They want to let Bubba Wallace own a stake in the race team. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't like Bubba. And 
really the people that don't like Bubba, we don't need them because uh, they have issues. But here we are talking about a guy running 20th in points, and we're going to give him a, an ownership stake in the team. That's a big commitment. Um, but then I got to thinking about it. They know, salary-wise, they can't match these other teams. And apparently, there must be some other teams out here calling Bubba trying to get them. One is Chip Ganassi. I did see that rumor this week that Bubba could potentially be going to the 42 car at Ganassi since McDonald's has a partnership with Bubba and with Ganassi. Merge them together, it's perfect for McDonald's. Um, I don't want to see that happen. I'm not trying to see my boy Ross Chastain get screwed out of another cup ride. I think Ross Chastain should be in the 42 car right now instead of Matt Kenseth, who's 48 million years old and brought out three cautions today. He doesn't need to be in that car. I think Ross Chastain should be in that car. Whatever. That's a topic for another time. Put Ross Chastain in the 42 car next year, please. Because that boy can drive. He just needs the equipment underneath him. I really want to see Bubba in the 43 car. And I really hope he stays there for a while. I don't know what other teams are potentially trying to get him. Um, if Brad were to go to Hendrick Motorsports, there would be an opening at Penske. I don't know that Bubba's going to go to Penske when you've got Austin Sendrick down here, whose dad is an engineer for the Penske IndyCar team. I think politics will kind of play out, and Austin Sendrick will end up with that ride. Um, if it's not, if Brad doesn't go the 48 car, could Hendrick say? Could Rick Hendrick say, "Ah, oh, let's put Bubba in it"? I don't think so because that team is so young. They need an established veteran like a Brad Keselowski to be the leader of that team. William Byron is like, what, 22? Chase Elliott is my age, and I'm going to be 25 in November. I think Bowman's like 25, 26. That's a young team. You better have some kind of veteran leadership there that can say, no, nope, this is the way we got to do it. Brad Keselowski's perfect. Bubba is not. Bubba, I hope he stays in the 43 car. Their phones have been ringing off the hook with sponsorships. They want to, you know, people wanting to sponsor Bubba. I think it'd be great. I want to see the Richard Petty number 43 running in the top 10. Just like I want to see the Wood Brothers 20 run, 21 running in the top 10, and now they are, we need to put that 43 card back in the top 10. And I think that happens if Bubba stays Bubba gets more seat time, and these big sponsors throw more money so they can have better equipment. That is how you make Richard Petty Motorsports great again. And yes, I said that on purpose. I'll see you guys next week. Got a doubleheader at Michigan.